0: Whenever there is a conference, any kind of event, where there will be the ministry of the word, the one crucial thing we do first, always, is to come to the Lord, poor in spirit, with a seeking heart, and in faith we say, a pure heart to know what is on God's heart. We're not here or at any time uh, inclined or have the freedom to or even want to share something that we ourselves personally are experiencing or learning. The unique source is the throne of God. God and the lamb on the throne. And we wait upon him and seek him until there's a clear sense by the flowing of the crystal clear water of life, that this is the subject. And this conference is, of course, no exception. Uh, I haven't had a conference With the dear saints and churches in this part of the country. I really received this invitation as from the Lord. And the leading which led to the general subject is living in the reality of the kingdom of God. And before I come to the outline, which is. a Rather short, I need to give a rather uh, complete, not opening word, but the first part of the message. The kingdom of God. According to the totality of the scriptures, there are two ways, and both are accurate and both are necessary of understanding the kingdom of God. In the broadest sense, the kingdom of God is the realm that God created and over everything and everyone in that realm, the entire universe, all the galaxies. But we'll come down to Earth, to the Earth. And so everything and everyone that exists is in the general universal kingdom of God. But as we know, an archangel rebelled, raised himself up in pride, tried to overthrow the throne of God and to have his own kingdom, which he has. Then his evil nature was injected into human beings. And therefore, there's no way in that condition for God's kingdom to be manifested on the earth. But God had a plan. And in the fullness of time, he sent his son to to be the God-man, his only begotten son, Incarnated to be the God-man. He lived a kind of hidden Christian life. In a kind of low-class area. Member of a large family. Worked as a carpenter. And then at about the age of 30, he was led to begin his open public ministry. And his particular burden. To raise up a group of people that once he ascends to the heavens will carry out his will and purpose on the earth. And after the Lord Jesus was baptized and the voice came from heaven concerning the son of God. And after he went into the wilderness and was tried and defeated the enemy. He began his ministry with these words. The kingdom of God is at hand. So clearly he's referring to something specific. And that is the second meaning of the kingdom. The kingdom of God. It is a realm of life. So the whole conference will be on the kingdom of God as the realm of life. This is the focus. Of course, we are living under the universal government as human beings on the earth, in a country, in environments. So we need now to understand what this means to say the kingdom of God is a realm of life. And I'd like to use very simple illustrations. I don't know zoology. Whatever I knew in zoology, I forgot decades ago. But there is such a thing as the plant world. There is that expression. And there are no dominant plants lording it over all the others. The plant world is the totality of the plant life expressed in so many species. It is the plant realm of life. And then we talk about the animal kingdom, the same principle. There's no gigantic dog declaring himself the king, subdues all the others. No, it's the life, the animal life manifested in all these different animals that is the kingdom, the animal kingdom. The same in, in older days, it was called the kingdom of man. And so the, to say that we're talking about the kingdom of God is a realm of life. It is that realm. In heaven and on earth, where God's life functions freely to fulfill God's eternal purpose and satisfy the desire of his heart. And no human being is born into the kingdom of God as a realm of life. So, as the Lord Jesus was preaching and teaching. Concerning the kingdom of the heavens, which is a section within the universal kingdom of God. And the Lord's particular burden was to bring the kingdom of the heavens, the rule of the heavens, to the earth. And when he came, he came not only as the king but as the kingdom itself because he is the unique one living under the government of God, under the throne of God, and he knows, obviously, that prior to God coming in his son to be our redeemer and our savior, And to dispense life into us, only God was in the kingdom of God as life, because only God has the divine life. And what is in his heart is that for people that he created and through his son redeemed and saved, he wants to bring them into the kingdom of God. As a realm of the divine life. And the only way to do it is revealed in John chapter 3. Where the Lord is speaking to an elderly uh, teacher among the Jews. He said except a person is born again. Born from above. He cannot see the kingdom of God. It's just oblivious to him. He's not aware of it. And then he went on to say. By being born of water and of the spirit. The water referring to baptism. We may enter into the kingdom of God. By the second birth. We entered into the kingdom of God as a realm of the divine life. By being regenerated by the divine life, making us children of God and qualifying us and actually bringing us into the kingdom of God as a realm of life. There are millions and millions of genuine, dear believers throughout the earth. And a huge number known only to God. They they have the assurance they've been born again. But only a very small minority understand. Born again. To be in the kingdom of God. And to live their human life. And their Christian life. Under the rule of God. In the kingdom of God. That is why the Lord had the need for a thorough recovery of all the truths and the experiences, and it reached its peak in the last century in China with Brother Ni nee and Brother Lee, and in 1972 in the summer furtherly devoted the summer conference and a lengthy summer training to the kingdom of God. And all those messages are in a book by that title, The Kingdom of God, maybe over 500 pages. And those messages being in all of those meetings, plus learning the kingdom truths concerning the kingdom of the heavens, And the overcomers being in the kingdom of the heavens during the millennium, it changed my life and uplifted my pursuit of the Lord until this very hour that I'm with you. So we begin with a basic understanding that the kingdom of God is a realm of life is a realm where the Lord can move freely in that life to carry out his purpose. And now we have been born into this realm. First of all, we need to realize that we're here. No matter what our age is, what our circumstances are, Uh, how long we've been a believer, how long we've been in the Lord's recovery. We are in the kingdom of God as a realm of life. When a child is born, I think of my daughter, the firstborn, and we brought her home. She had no idea she's part of a family. And this family lives in a city. And the city's in a state. The state is in a country. The country's on the earth. And on we go. But as she grew, she realizes that well, there are other people. There are these two big people, mommy and daddy. And then more and more, as she grew, she realized. I live with a lot of other people. I've been born into this. So all of us need to be clear. And we need to shepherd newly saved ones to be clear. But it means to have been born of God. Born of the spirit and spirit. And the importance of baptism. To give a. Visible testimony, then to realize you're in another realm. It doesn't replace your human realm, you're in the realm of God's kingdom. And this brings us to the general subject: living in the reality of the kingdom of God, living in this reality. And there's a further matter that needs to be brought forth. Then, when we have a rather complete picture, or at least a sketch of a picture, we can have the basic truths anchored in our being. When the Lord Jesus began his ministry, he preached. The gospel of the kingdom. That was his basic message. Repent. Believe. Be baptized. Be in the kingdom. And when in the first century. when through his preaching. And especially that in the book of Acts. Thousands of people were saved. And they were added to the church life. The Lord said, I will build my church. He will do this by establishing local churches. And in the book of Acts, all the believers were in churches. On the day of Pentecost, when 3,000 were saved. They were added to the church. And now. Now. Surely, most of us that are in this conference know we're regenerated, we've been saved, we are in a genuine local church. But the next thing we need to become crystal clear about it is the gospel of the kingdom that produces the church. That brings it into being in practicality. And as a result, the church is the kingdom of God in practicality. In Revelation chapter one, John is writing to the seven churches as instructed. And he said, I, John, your brother and companion in this and that. Then he said, your companion in the kingdom of God. He's telling all the saints in the churches, we are in the kingdom of God. We may be clear and impressed with the fact that the, the church is the dwelling place of God, the house of God, even the household of God. And it's such a blessing to have come home and to have so many brothers and sisters. We all have the same father, the same life in nature. We gather together in precious oneness, receiving all believers. But we need to see now, this is crucial, that the church is also the kingdom of God. And the particular responsibility of the church as the kingdom of God in practicality Is to bring in the kingdom of God in manifestation through the Lord's coming with his overcomers. That is why the gospel of Matthew is the first gospel in the New Testament. And the Lord taught us to pray. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth. And the Lord needs very much the saints to be governed by this vision to realize we're not simply the family of God. Enjoying the family meetings and we look forward to actually being physically together again. We need to be clear. That we are also in the kingdom of God. And to be rather direct. Whether we know it or not. Or whether we like it or not. We are here by birth. In the realm of the divine life. And as this begins to dawn on us. And other parts of the New Testament open up to us. Then we have an expanded view. Of the church life in the Lord's recovery. It is. The father's house. The father's house in John 14 does not refer to heaven. It refers to the church as his house. And in this house, we may grow. We may mature, we may serve, but there's another aspect the kingdom. We are in the kingdom. We have to know this. We have to understand the various aspects of kingdom life and learn and be trained and often disciplined to live in the reality. Of the kingdom of God. This is to be the governing view of the church life in the Lord's recovery. We are in both the house of God and in the city of God, that in the Old Testament, in the Psalms, the city signifies kingdom so we are here now one more matter I'm pretty sure just one more matter and we'll come to the outline I've already pointed out that many dear believers truly born of God they're lacking the truth concerning the kingdom They're governed by this teaching. That your sins have been forgiven. You've been saved. You have eternal life. And you will go to heaven. But the new Jerusalem is coming down out of heaven. The Lord will descend with his army from heaven. That is not the goal of our salvation. It is to build up the church as the house of God and the kingdom of God. Then this involves what we call the kingdom truth. And this will be a segue, a bridge into the outline. By the expression kingdom truth, I'm not referring to the universal kingdom in the whole universe. And I'm not referring merely to the kingdom as a realm of life, but to this section of the kingdom of God that is called the kingdom of the heavens. And Matthew is teaching us the kingdom of the heavens, how we live a life in the kingdom of the heavens in the church life. And those who are willing to learn and be trained, and then the rest of their days they're developing and learning through experience, the Lord will. Give them a reward. And the reward is. Reigning with Christ. In the thousand year kingdom. With respect to percentage. Only a very small percentage. Of believers now on the earth will receive that reward for two main reasons. The first reason is they simply have not been taught the truth. Even the pastors, the ministers, the preachers, the Bible teachers, many, many theologians do not know or do not accept this truth. So it's not taught. The dear believers have no idea. They can say to the Lord, we didn't know. We thought we would just go to heaven in our abode. And the Lord will understand that. And then the other uh, side of this, the second matter, actually applies to those who have learned. The kingdom truth. It's a blessing to learn it. But it's a responsibility. To know it. Because. We're on a long journey. Humanly speaking. In our Christian life. And our human life. Is going through stage after stage. And we might have been. Burning. Vital living in a way at a certain point, then little by little, the anxieties of life, the desire to have a great career, to achieve this or that, gradually, gradually, we become lukewarm and simply do not exercise to live the kingdom life. We just have Our own kind of church life that we call balanced. That's the thought of some these days. I was asked about that. I said, here's God's answer seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all will be added unto you. And so, if any one of us, I'm not an exception. If I'm not faithful to the end of the journey the Lord has measured out, even though I know the truth, I will be disciplined because I did not practice that. I did not live it out. I just compromised. So how we need particular mercy And grace from the Lord. That we would be faithful to the end. And even though it is the hope that virtually all of us have, we hope to be welcome to the wedding feast. We want to hear the Lord say, well done. Servant, well done. Enter into the joy of your master. We want to be. One of the uh, overcomers. As co-kings. During the thousand years. But eventually. There will be something higher. Than that. In us. We will see beyond. What might be our spiritual future. And then we realize, Lord, you created me. You redeemed me. You died for me. You bore my sins for me. You're my Savior. You're my Lord. I'm here, Lord, not living for myself or to myself. I'm living to you for the kingdom of God. Lord, I want to live live the kingdom life for God. For you, Lord. Lord, I look at the world around what's going on in this country. Lord, come again. Bring in the kingdom of righteousness to the earth. Deal with your enemy through your church as the kingdom. In other words, the Lord brings us to the point where we want to live in the reality of the kingdom of God for God himself. That becomes our only motive. Lord, whatever is your will, your plan, your arrangement. I am in the kingdom. I am under the throne. In a river of water of life. Bringing. Abounding grace is flowing to me. I'm so thankful to be here. I'm in the kingdom of love. And light. And life. Lord, I want to fulfill my part. To build up the church. To prepare the bride. And to bring you back to the earth. Abolish human government. And manifest the kingdom of the heavens all over the earth. I can testify to you under the Lord's covering. For this. I live. For this. I breathe. And for this. I speak. Now we come. To the outline itself. And the time management is going. I think rather well. And the outline is. Little over one page. But the points are important. Living under. God's rule. And doing the father's will. In section two. We will. Speak a substantial word on. What it means. To be under. God's rule. To be under. What does it mean? What do we experience? What do we need to do? What needs to happen in us? And then the third section is on doing the Father's will, because these two are inseparable. We're under the rule of God to live out and do the will of God. That is the meaning of my life, nothing else. But the first section is about the kingdom of the heavens. The manifestation of the kingdom of the heavens. That means when it's visible. Now the reality of the kingdom is forming. In the inner being of many, many brothers and sisters. But it's not manifested. It's not visible. Eventually, the reality of the kingdom. Will be manifested. Become visible. And there will be the glory all over the earth, and righteousness will prevail. Right now, as Paul said, our life is hidden with Christ in God. In Matthew, the Lord taught us pray in secret to your Father who is in secret, He sees in secret. Be hungry for reality. But then when the Lord comes. There will be the manifestation of the kingdom of the heavens. That will be the manifestation. Of the reality of the kingdom of the heavens. And this is one of the central burdens. In this weekend conference. Developing the reality of the kingdom of the heavens, so that we may participate in the manifestation of the kingdom of the heavens. And then we have a definition of the reality. The inward content of the kingdom of the heavens in its heavenly and spiritual nature. What we all need is more inward content. But what is the content? The process consummated triune God in Christ as the spirit is the content of our inner being. We are vessels. He is the treasure in these earthen Vessels, and this content is genuinely heavenly and spiritual in nature. This doesn't make us a rather peculiar human being; it makes us Jesusly human beings, God men, Jesusly human. With God's attributes expressed through human virtues. This word reality is one of the most important to me words in the New Testament. And I know in many saints there's a hunger and a thirst for reality. Now the sub-points, the reality of the kingdom of the heavens is an exercise to seeking, to, to the seeking believers. And so as brothers and sisters in the church life, one characteristic that we should have developed is that we are seeking. We never say, I've arrived. I don't need any more We're just seeking, we're hungry and thirsty for more God, more reality. And this involves an exercise. An exercise of our spirit, of our heart, of the faculties of our soul. B, those who live in the reality of the kingdom of the heavens today will be manifested. With Christ to be the kings in the millennium. This is so clear. This is so clear that those who will be manifested are those who are in the reality today. It is really, honestly, useless, pointless. To ask the Lord, please let me be in the kingdom in the millennium. But he hears. But he realizes. You're not exercised about living in the reality. The answer to your prayer is reality. And the spirit of reality has been sent to guide you into all the reality. But you need to exercise your spirit, not to improve, but to advance. See, at this coming back, the Lord Jesus will transfer the reality of the kingdom into the next age to become the manifestation of the kingdom. And the scripture referenced there. Matthew 13.43a. Referring to the overcomers. To the co-kings. The righteous. Will shine. Like the sun. In the kingdom. Of their father. I say in hope. We will shine like the sun. All the co-kings. Will have been glorified. There will be people on the earth. Like there were at God's original creation. They are the citizens. And there's another category. Actually another race. The glorified sons of God. The glorified co-kings. When they were brought to the Lord through rapture. Their body was transfigured. They have a glorified body. So they're shining. In many ways, the ruling will be by shining. Now, we are in the second point. The kingdom of the heavens is the heavenly ruling. The heavenly government of the Lord Jesus. This needs explanation. All of us, as people alive on the earth, are under the government of God as well as under human government. But We are not under the rule of God simply because we're under the government of God. And this is the thought. We need to be brought back to the direct rule of God. And here's a brief account. When God first created man and woman, male and female, he created them. They lived under the direct rule of God. God would speak. God's presence would be evident. They were not living by human rules. There weren't any under human government. There was none yet. They're under the direct rule of God, so simple. In what is called the intuition in our spirit and the fellowship function. The spirit had not been generated, regenerated, but it could function in this created capacity. So God spoke directly and came and appeared directly. But then sin came in. And the human race fell from the direct rule of God. But there was still no government, no human government. Rather, God ordained a time for people to live. According to their conscience. The conscience would represent God. So there would be no outward authority. It's the age of the conscience. And we know what happened. Hardly anyone did that. There was violence. Lawlessness. The interaction with the evil spirits. Man just became flesh. So there was the judgment by water. And Noah and his family were brought through. And when they came out of the ark, God established human government so that there would be a way to have some kind of order on the earth, allowing him gradually. To carry out his purpose. But as we know from the life study in Daniel, of the human life, human government is necessary, it is against God. There is no question. Those who would dare teach in public school that there's no male or female, you can be whatever you want, they are anti God. But still there must be the government. So we're not living in total chaos. So when we receive the Lord. A, rec- a journey of recovery began in us. Because first we clear the past. And. The Lord needs to. Help us do this properly. And things that we have done that are wrong, we need to make right. And I remember a dear brother, a middle-aged brother, giving a testimony of what he did after he was dynamically saved and regenerated. He received in the mail a notice that his income tax reports... uh, They had some serious problems with them. And he had to come there for an appointment for an investigation. And when he walked into the tax office, he just called out loud, I'm guilty. I am guilty. I have cheated on my income tax. I don't know if they ever heard such a person. I want to clear this up. I am guilty. Well, this was his conscience operating for him to clear up the past that was hindering his development. And so we need to have always the proper attitude toward the human government, toward the office of president, no matter who, who may be there. No matter who he or she may be, we honor the office. And then we learn to properly deal with the conscience. To have a good conscience, a pure conscience. And we learn to confess sins and take Christ as our righteousness And to believe that the blood of Jesus is cleansing us from all of our sins. And this produces very good people. With a pure conscience. The conscience checks them whenever they are wrong in this or that. And this is where countless saints even among us. Stop. They have peace. As they should have peace. Everything they're aware of before God. They clear up. They're under the rule of the conscience. But that is not the direct rule of God. We must always care for our conscience. That's the major part of our spirit. But. But. We have the fellowship function and the intuition function. And the Lord will guide us through the growth in life and salvation in life to the point where we can contact the Lord directly. And he can rule in us directly. That is the rule. God's rule. Yes, God leads us to those who represent him in government, in the family, in the churches. That's right. But the reality of the kingdom is living under the direct rule of the king. There is a throne established in the center of our being. And there's God in the lamb on the throne, seeking to rule us from within. Then our conscience, of course, will confirm that this is our condition. So we come back to Roman 2. With perhaps somewhat more understanding. The kingdom of the heavens is the heavenly ruling, the heavenly government of the Lord Jesus. The direct ruling in each one of us. A, the Christ who entered into our spirit through regeneration is the king with the kingdom. The king with the kingdom is in us. This is just amazing. Lord shine in us. Show us this. Right now. In me and in you. The king and the kingdom. Are in us. Be God's intention. In regenerating us. Is to bring us under. His heavenly rule. That was his intention. I was not quite 16 when I was regenerated experientially. But I didn't know why. I hardly knew what happened. I didn't know what God intended. I learned that later. 11 years later. Oh, maybe someone 16. Listening to this, got saved last month. You can learn this when you're still 16. What a blessing. One, we have been born into a royal heavenly family. And we must be exercised in a heavenly way. And be governed by a heavenly rule. That's a kingdom requirement. That only the divine life in us can fulfill. If we are under this ruling. We will be victorious. And overcoming. We will be in the reality. Of the kingdom of the heavens. And we will enter into the manifestation. Of the kingdom of the heavens. To rule. And reign with the Lord. It all comes out of. Being under this ruling. This is the unique requirement. Under the direct. Ruling of God. A large number. Of brothers that were. Overcomers, uh, sorry, co workers with Brother Lee can give the same testimony. They needed to make a very important decision that could affect their service or their church life. Very important, positive decision. And we all thought surely Brother Lee can advise us, he would be clear. So we contacted him, and we can all testify. He only said one thing pray about it. You need to pray about it. Bring this to the Lord. He pointed us to God's direct rule. Don't first Try to find someone else to tell you what you should do. Yes, there will be fellowship in the body once you have the leading. But the source is God. This one point here. Roman numeral 2b2. Is very precious, saints. There's the if. If we are. Under the ruling. Of the heavens. If we are under this ruling. Spontaneously. We will be victorious. We will be victors. And we will be in the reality. And we will be in the manifestation. So this should be our focus. Lord, train me to be in the reality of the kingdom by living under your ruling directly. Lord, uh, Lord, I need to learn. I really hardly understand what this is. But I'm a disciple. You are the teacher. Teach me, Lord. Train me. See. We have an example with Joseph. Joseph represents the reigning aspect of a mature life. Joseph's life was controlled and directed by his dreams. But those dreams are really visions from God. And a lot happened after he had the dreams And he was put on the throne in Egypt. He went through a lot of things. A lot of suffering. But he learned. And eventually he could testify to his brothers. Who sold him into slavery. You meant it for evil. God meant it for good. You did not send me into Egypt. God did. God did. When someone stops blaming others, blaming the situation, whatever it is, and can recognize the sovereign God did this, then immediately we subject ourselves to his rule and the flow of life comes. That's reality. Two, Joseph denied himself and lived under God's restriction, realizing that everything that happened to him was according to God's sovereignty, everything that happened to him. We can only learn this directly from God. Otherwise, we we might be like Job's friends to each other we try to explain to interpret what's happening to them we should not do this we ourselves need to learn according to God's sovereignty so young ones say from 12 to middle 20s, to be young adults. Are you willing to live under the sovereignty of God? For the true and living God to direct your steps throughout your life? You're not too young to learn about this and make this decision. Because this will lead us to the second crucial matter. Point three, in order to enter into the manifestation of the kingdom of the heavens in the coming age, we must do the will of the Father in this age. And the, the, the scripture reference there is Matthew 7, 21. I'd like to read it. In its context. But I start with verse 21. Not everyone who says to me. Lord. Lord. Will enter into the kingdom of the heavens. But he who does the will of my father. Who is in the heavens. He who does. The will of my father. Many of you, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, was it not in your name that we prophesied, and in your name cast out demons, and in your name did many works of power? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. And at the end of Matthew 12, when the Lord was told that his mother and brothers and sisters were there, wanted to see him, maybe take him away. He said, whoever does the will of my father is my brother, sister, mother. The will of the father. I present this question again to us all. Are you willing to make the choice, exercising your human will? We're not robots. Will you exercise your will to make this decision? God, my Father, I now decide. To live for your will. I pray that your will will be done throughout my life. I want to hear the words well done. Not depart from me. When the Lord was teaching us concerning prayer, he put together kingdom and will. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It's not just knowing, doing. A, God is a God of purpose. Having a will of his own pleasure. And he created all things for his will. That he might fulfill his purpose. Revelation 4.11. Everything positive in the universe was created because of God's will. God's will is his heart's desire His mingling with man and the fulfillment of his eternal plan. I learned this prayer from Brother Lee, a simple prayer in fellowship with the Lord. Lord, what is in your heart concerning me? And one who prays that is really saying this, Lord, do in my life whatever's in your heart concerning me. This is the reality of the kingdom. Two, the will of God is to obtain a body for Christ. To be his fullness. For his expression. It's no exaggeration to say that. At least a few hundreds of books have been written on. Knowing God's will for you. Knowing God's will for your life. As far as I can have learned. Only through the ministry of the age. Have I learned. To seek the will of God for God. God's eternal will. God's perfect will. God's ordained will. My life is not the center. What God wants me to do is not first. I'm not the object here. I am here for God. What is your will. In yourself. That you want to carry out. And one thing that we know is God's will. Is to build up the church as the body of Christ. In life and reality. The Lord himself said I will build my church. Then the Lord spoke of the church. This is all we have in the Bible. No denominations. No world religious organizations. Just the universal church, my church. And the local church, the church. You read Romans 12, 4 and 5, you will see the will of God is to have the body of Christ expressed as Local churches. Before I came into the Lord's recovery. I was desperately seeking. The perfect will of God. I told him I will not live. I will not be content. With what you permit. With your permissive will. And I prayed that way for more than two years. Then he brought me into the recovery under his sovereignty, and I realize this is the will of God, the church, the body of Christ, expressed as local churches. Now I'm in God's will in a practical way. B, the kingdom is absolutely a matter of God's will, and completely fulfill God's will. In fact, the kingdom is God's will. He taught us to pray. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. As I'm speaking this. God's will is done in heaven. With all the angelic creatures. Instantaneously. Absolutely. Absolutely. Whatever they're directed to do. But look at the earth. What kind of will is being done? The rebellious will of the enemy. Working through self-willed human beings. The Lord must have on the earth. Believers. Gathered in the Lord's name and meeting as churches. Who are here to do the will of God. And the will of God is that Christ would be everything to us. By being our life and life supply. And that in and with this Christ he will build up the church. As the body of Christ. Which will be the new man. And then the bride. Who will bring in the kingdom. C, as the kingdom people, we are on earth to do the Father's will. So simple. That's why you were born. That's why you're here. To do the Father's will. D, in order to do the will of the Father, we need to enter in through the narrow gate And walk on the constricted way. The narrow gate excludes. The old man. The self. The flesh. The human concepts. And the world with all its glory. Only that which corresponds to God's will. Can enter in. There's also a broad way. The Lord mentions this. There's a broad way. Especially for those that are younger. Your whole life is ahead of you. Your whole future. Look at all the choices. You want this kind of career? You want to be that? You want to have this kind of status? You're free to do it. It leads to destruction. But there is this way. But the only way we know. Is the narrow way. And we enter through. The narrow gate. No self. No flesh. No self glory. Just the will of God. And now you walk on this constricted way. But as you're walking, you're under the Lord's rule and doing God's will, and you're aiming toward the kingdom. Two, as we walk on the constricted way, we are constricted or restricted by a mysterious, invisible, inward control. And we live under this control. This is really true. There is no one outside controlling us. The co workers, the elders, the leading brothers, the serving sisters, we do not control. We have no right to control our own future. We simply shepherd and care. But within us, there's something mysterious, it's invisible. It's an inward control. We just don't have the peace to do that. We lose our peace. But we have the peace and light shines brighter and brighter when we follow the Lord in this way. This is the kingdom in action. The Lord ruling inwardly in us. We'll sing a hymn about this. The kingdom of God now. It's His sovereign government within us. We have the King in us, dear ones. We have the Kingdom in us, and we have taken to enter and through the narrow gate and walk our whole life on the constricted way. Now we are restricted, not by ourselves, not by anyone else. But in a mysterious, invisible, inward control, which is King Jesus himself on the throne in our heart. And then the last point point E, we need to pray for the Father's will to be done on earth as it is in the heavens. This is to bring the kingdom of the heavens to the earth. So in many ways, this is the highest function of the church as the kingdom of God in practicality. We are praying that the will of God that is done in heavens, in the heavens, Will be done on the earth. Just look at this country. I can't bear to watch the. Mainstream news. Just the vanity. The lies. The violence. The hatred. The confusion. The chaos. The worst I've ever seen. In a rather long life. But here we are. Outwardly in that situation. Inwardly. In another realm. The kingdom of God. As a realm of life. Being trained to live. Under his rule. And do his will. And as the church. We have the prayer ministry of the church. To pray in one accord. For the Lord's will to be done in this matter, in that matter, regarding this person in power, regarding that person, we don't pray according to our natural feelings or our opinions or our political preferences, all that we set aside. We pray for God's will to be done in the mid-Atlantic states For God's will to be done in Washington, D.C., in Philadelphia, in all the cities and throughout this country. But ultimately, it will only be done when those who have been living in the reality of the kingdom mature and are raptured and return with the king of kings and lord of lords as their husband. And we come with him. And he deals with the enemy and abolishes human government and manifests the reality of the kingdom of the heavens on the earth. I want to be there with them at that time, don't you? So the way to be there is to learn to live in the reality. Of the kingdom of God. We look to the Lord for more shining. In the following three messages. Glory be to him.